When was the last time you attended a slumber party with your girlfriends and discussed issues on your heart? If you're like me, it's been quite some time. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I welcome you to tonight's Mommy Jammies Night. This is a time for you and my friends from around the world to join us live. Put on a comfortable pair of pajamas, pull up a chair, and settle in with your favorite refreshment. And prepare to be blessed as I welcome tonight's guest. And welcome to all of you who are joining me tonight. My name is Felice Gerwitz, and this is an episode of Mommy Jammies Night. And tonight, my topic is You Can Do It Thriving, Not Just Surviving When Life Throws You a Curveball. Now, that's a really long title, isn't it? But it just fits so well. And tonight, I'm going to talk to you about life struggles, but beyond the daily grind. Let's face it, we all have struggles at times, whether it's on a personal, spiritual, or physical level. But sometimes life throws you curveballs, and that is the subject of tonight's presentation. I want to share with you ways you can become equipped to handle those curves and what I've learned in the midst of struggle, a struggle that goes on even today. Well, before I begin, I just want to give you a little bit of background about who I am in case this is your first time um, coming to a Mommy Jammies Night or uh, we haven't met in some other way. Um, As I said earlier, my name is Felice Gerwitz and I am the owner of Media Angels Publishing uh, that um, owns the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. And uh, this network is comprised of many uh, homeschool authors and publishers and speakers and bloggers uh, that come to you on a schedule with their own podcasts and shows. And I host the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show on this network, as well as co-hosting current issues in the Constitution. And we do that uh, twice a month at this time. Uh, Our schedule changes uh, quite often, um, as is the case with any uh, growing network. So uh, you'll want to subscribe to our easing on the ultimate homeschool radio network.com. And we don't spam you or send you a ton of emails, but we send you a weekly schedule that has um, all of the shows that are coming for that week, as well as bonuses that we give away from time to time. So, um, you know, I, I uh, invite you to take a look and also. Uh, check out my website at MediaAngels.com. I often have uh, specials that run, so be sure to look at that specials link on my website. Well, I'm a mom of five kids. Uh, three have graduated from homeschooling and two are adults, and I have a 19-year-old um, who graduated, as well as a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old that I'm currently homeschooling now. And my husband, Jeff, is my best friend and love in uh, the whole world. Uh, he is an amazing man, and he and I partner on quite a few things. And um, he has me doing some uh, networking and marketing for him here in town where we live in southwest Florida. So I am a very busy lady with finishing up two kids in high school as well as doing some things with my husband's business and mine as well. And as you can imagine, life gets really hectic. And then to add to all of this, uh, of course, life is never dull. Uh, My dad lives with us, so that's always, um, you know, can be either joyful or, uh, you know, things happen as as our parents age. And uh, my my in-laws live 
um, about 30 minutes away from us. And my daughter lives in town with her little ones. Um, Christina, you may remember, I was homeschooled and now married with her own little babes, and that and she's homeschooling them, which delights me to no end. And uh, and so uh, she and I wrote the Truth Seekers Mystery Series together when she was a homeschooled student, and we really are hoping to um, update those novels in the near future. I'm excited about some of uh, what's going to be happening um, with those novels. But anyway, I you know today. I want to talk to you about, um, you know, about some struggles and some joyful victories. Uh, you know, when I was praying, and I'm going to share this a little bit later, that God doesn't want us to just survive. He wants us to thrive. And I'm going to share with you three healing words and a phrase that has sustained me throughout the years. And amazingly, the words were given to me one at a time over the past few years. And today, well, today they're all going to come together and they're going to make sense. It's a tapestry that has been put together piece by piece in my life by the hand of God. And I love when God does that. If you don't journal, I really recommend that you journal because in journaling, you can see how the Lord shapes you, how um, at times when you've been in a in despair, the Lord has lifted you up, and you can also see victories in answered prayers. And so, you know, I want to talk to you about curveballs as well. And you may be wondering, you know, what's this with curveballs? Well, as a mom who has watched her children play baseball or softball for the past 10 years, I understand the curveball all too well. And it really fits in here. The curveball is like this. As a hitter, the player knows the ball is coming to him. But a curveball typically gets the best of him. He swings with all his might but ends up with air. Why? Because that ball seems to be coming at the perfect place to bat it out of the park, but instead it does a funny dip and disappears before he can correct his swing, and instead of the home run, he finds himself often with a strike. And that's what happens to us if we're realistic, right? We know this isn't heaven. We know that in life we're going to have hardships, but it's those hardships that sneak right past us, that go past our guard, that are totally unexpected that are the hardest to fend off. Are you prepared? Are you ready to do battle? We're not in this battle alone. We have our Lord and Savior right by our side. We have a legion of angels ready to do battle on our behalf. And it takes one thing that we must do on our own behalf, and that is to pray and to thank the Lord. Yes, thank Him. In Second Chronicles 2.14, it says, Thus says the Lord to you, do not fear or be dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. In those most difficult times, in those life curveballs that get past us and we can't see, we are frozen. But if we train ourselves to say, thank you, Lord, thank you that this is happening. I may not understand it right now. But I'm sure this will be a future praise report. Romans 8.28 says, We know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. And that is one of my life verses. I love that verse because I know that when those things happen that are going to sneak by me, 
I know that I can count on God and I can count on continuing to follow him and knowing that all things are happening because he has a purpose for them. You know, I think one of the most difficult things as a public speaker is transparency. I mean, don't get me wrong. Most of what you see with me is real, but I do keep my personal life under wraps. And I mean, everyone has enough going on in their life. So who wants to hear about my problems, right? Well, I have a blog post and on the hangout and the handout that um, that you're going to be getting. So if you go to the show notes, which are going to be found on mommyjammiesnight.com and if you scroll down and look for the post that says you can do it and it will be in that post um, you'll find that blog link and you know I'd love to hear from you go to the blog page and uh, you can comment on it or um, there's information there on how to contact me personally and I go through a little bit in that blog post for the first time talking about um you know, some of what I went through this past year. But nobody wants to hear everyone else's problems, right? We have enough of our own. And, you know, the other reason is everybody thinks that everybody else's life is perfect. So if I tell you all my problems, you're not (laughs) going to burst your bubble, right? You're going to say, oh, gosh, you know, she's just like one of us. Well, I am. I am just like you. You know, people look at me and say, well, you have a great husband. Well, yes, I do. And they'll say, well, you're happily married. And I'll say, you know, yeah, again, I have to admit I am. And then they'll say, you have awesome kids. Well, I have to agree. They're, they are awesome. And then I get this, well, you're a successful author and publisher. Well, Media Angels has been in operation since 94. I incorporated in 2004. And if I count... The days I've been in business since day one, I've been in business for 21 years. So that's really not too shabby, right? Well, it always looks rosy from the outside when you're looking um, into someone's life as an outsider. Their lives look perfect. As a famous um, columnist in the 70s once said, I don't know if any of you remember Irma Bombeck. I'm dating myself here. But she wrote a book entitled The Grasses." The grass always looks greener over the septic tank. And that was her play on words, and it was a spinoff of a colloquialism. The grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence. Well, everyone has it made except us, right? Well, that's not necessarily true. Everyone's life has ups and downs. Some are a little bit different. You know, some of you listening tonight have many ways, many things that are weighing you down. Some of you are ill, or there's illness in your family, or there's been a recent death, or you have wayward kids, or you're struggling financially. All of these things can bring us down on our knees, and believe me, I'm down on my knees daily. In my prayer time before the Lord, I was given the words, you can do it, when I poured my heart out about my struggles, and the Lord impressed upon me, as I shared with you earlier, I am not to survive but I am to thrive, and I can only do this with his grace. Let me repeat that. I am not only to survive, but to thrive, and I can only do that with his grace. And that means you too. You know, in praying for Mommy Jammy's night and what I was going to share with you tonight, the Lord really, really wanted me to share my story and wanted me to tell you this, that this is a truth that you can thrive, you really can. And that might mean something different to each one of you listening tonight. 
You know, a few years ago, my business expanded beyond what I could imagine. In those years, I hosted the Ultimate Homeschool Expo, and those audios were a blessing. Not only for me, I was so blessed to work side-by-side with the most amazing speakers, and these audios were listened to hundreds of people, you know, all over the place, all over the world. And as I was working on this audio set, I was, you know, in prayer before the Lord because I was so humbled by this opportunity. And I asked the Lord for a word. And the word I'm about to share with you, the first word he gave me was the word hope. It was when my husband and I knelt down beside our beds and prayed for this uh, personal intention that the Lord gave us that word. And I have held on to that word so tightly. Hope is such a wonderful word. It's something to strive for, something to look forward to, something to cling to with anticipation. We can hope for better financial times. We can hope that our sadness will abate when we have a death in our family. This past year ended with a funeral of my 18-year-old, uh, an 18-year-old um, niece of mine the week before Thanksgiving and the death of a dear aunt the last living member of my mother's family, and with her dies an error, and she died the week before Christmas. And both of these, you know, these horrible things right before the holidays um, were were very hard for me. I can hope because of, uh, that I know that they both love the Lord and serve them in their own way, you know, and I, I can hope that their families, while grieving, You know, all of us are grieving, but those closest to them, you know, my brother and, you know, um, my niece's mom, they were suffering and I had to watch that. And it was horrible. It was, uh, you know, it's horrible to go to any funeral, but it's particularly tragic when it's one who's so young, who's 18, who has the whole world ahead of her. And she was very ill and we didn't realize how ill she was. But in that funeral, I saw joy and I saw how many lives she touched by her walk with the Lord. And, you know, she was wheelchair bound and blind and couldn't see at the end of her life. And yet how many kids came forward and talked about her and what hope and what joy she gave them. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Oh, how wonderful the word hope is. Hope is real when we are in the word, when we serve God, our creator. It gives us a sense that all of this, this worldly stuff, the curveballs, the bad stuff, you know, the stuff you don't want to talk about, it's all worth it because there is a heaven. You know, recently our pastor told us a story uh, that he read somewhere that someone had scoffed the fact that so many of us believe a book that is unsigned. And you know what book I'm referring to, the Bible, right? You know, the Bible is comprised of many um, books within the Bible. And we all know that while a person wrote the the books, different books of the Bible, the words were really given by uh, God. They were dictated by God. So holy men transcribe the words as dictated by God, but there isn't a signature on the book, is there? But then our pastor went on to say that the book is indeed signed. It is signed with his blood, the blood of the lamb. He signed it with his sacrifice and the sacrifice of those who would not um, 
who would not deny him and gave credence to the Bible, gave credence to the life that the Lord led, because so many of the martyrs that would not, you know, agree that God was not, you know, that Jesus was not God, went to their deaths rather than turn their back on God. And so we have this book, this amazing book that is a love letter from God that we know is truly the word of God. And our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in our eternal gift, our eternal salvation bought and paid by a creator God through his son, Jesus Christ. In the next few weeks, I challenge you, I want you to examine the word hope and let me know how this word impacts you. What hope do you have? Write it down, journal about it, and share that hope with a friend, with your family, with whoever is near to you, that you can share that hope that God has given you. And so as time went on, I asked the Lord for another word. This time it was a new year and the word hope had stood well, but I was ready to move on. But he wasn't. He wasn't ready to give me another word. And I tried to trade it in, but nothing came to me in prayer. So I realized that God's ways are not always my ways. They are his. And his means everlasting hope. And so in quiet time, I, I prayed, I examined the word, and I read the scriptures attached to the word hope. Do you have a quiet time? When my children were younger, my quiet time consisted of a few minutes I had when I was nursing or rocking a baby to sleep. I was too tired, as many of you are, to wake up early and to pray. So my day turned into a prayer, and so can yours. Pray in the midst of your work. Pray as you are doing laundry, folding clothes. One sweet friend, Judy Dudich, a longtime Mommy Jammy Night participant, and she's even been a speaker on Mommy Jammies as well as on some of the expos that I hosted. She shared that she prayed for each person in her family as she was folding an article of clothing. Now, how beautiful is that? And I've done that, and it's so special. It takes the chore of, of folding laundry, which is one of those chores I detest, and it, it turned it into a prayer, a prayer to God. And that makes it joyful. That is a life that's pleasing to God, a life that is bent on serving others. Well, the next word finally came, and it was the word joy. What a beautiful word joy is. Well, hope is something to hold on to. Joy is something I could experience, that I could explore, that I could enjoy. I was going to be thankful. I was going to be joyful. And how is this going to work? Well, I was going to be thankful when I didn't feel like thanking God. I was thankful when everything around me seemed to fall apart. I was thankful when nothing went right, when my kids disobeyed, when the car broke, when that annoying ringing of my um, of a computer chip in my car is broken. It's still broken, by the way. And um, that little chip will cost $1,500, including labor, to replace and it dings, one ding past annoying before it turns off. So when I turn on my car, you know how the cars normally have its normal dinging sound. And so this ding, um, you know, is this faulty computer chip. And it, it will happen whenever. It can happen when the car first starts, which is not as annoying. Or it can happen, you know, when you're down the road and, and it starts dinging. So I would get annoyed. And instead, I decided, you know what, I'm going to turn this into praise. And I would just thank God that this computer chip was broken. I would just thank him for the dinging. And why? 
because I'm a Christian and because the Lord allows everything to happen according to his will. I want a new car and hopefully this year I'm going to get a new car, but it's in God's timing. And so I have to just in obedience to my husband, to our budget, to, you know, our plans are not always his plans. And while I would have traded in that car the first time I heard that first ding, you know, the Lord isn't um, one that can be put in the box. And so I've had to deal with this irritation. And we can turn those curveballs, those life irritations to a praise report. It is, you know, I can praise God. Thank you, Lord, that this annoying ding that costs a lot to have repaired is not, you know, anything that makes the car not run. And so I can be thankful for those those little things that work out. You know, the Lord allows everything to happen according to his will. And I understood this, but it took another two years before the Lord was ready to give me another word. Can you tell? I'm pretty thick-headed. Well, what was... What is your word for the year? Can I ask you that? It's never too late. You can ask the Lord for a word to sustain you. This word can be your theme for the year. Is it hope or is it joy or is it the next word I'm going to share with you? Or is it a special word that the Lord has just for you? I was so ready to let go of this past year. Okay, last year I walked the road of struggle that dealt with my health. I had finally gotten a primary care physician. You know, at some point, ladies, we find ourselves outgrowing our OBGYN. And then, you know, we're not having babies any longer. And we realize, hey, I don't have a primary care physician. And I didn't need one up until this last year, I didn't think. You know, I'd been feeling ill off and on. And most of it was, you know, kind of indigestion issues. And last January, almost a year to date, I began to feel really, really sick. And I had days when I couldn't get out of bed. And so, you know, of course, my family was concerned, and I'm not one to rush to doctors. Um, for I'm one that, for some reason, most medicines make me ill. You know how on the side of the box it says, oh, only a small percentage of people will have blah, 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 or whatever. Well, I'm that small percentage. Um, I had some testing done to my eye recently, and the nurse, before she injected me with this dye, said, oh, it's, you know, an all-natural vegetable dye, only... of people get sick. Well, guess what? I was one of those 6% of people. So that's one of the reasons I don't rush to doctors. I always jokingly say that we have plenty of doctors that are personal friends of ours. So I can see them socially and not not, uh, professionally. But anyway, so, you know, I'm not one to rush to doctors. And, you know, like everyone else, if you have something that you're thinking about or worried about or want to research, where do you go? That's right. You go online and you try to research your symptoms, right? Well, nothing fit other than the occasional over-the-counter headache medicine to fight migraines. You know, I took, you know, a basic, you know, medicine, not really something for migraines. Um, You know, I didn't take anything prescription strength. So I finally contacted a friend who's well-known in the author-publisher circles among homeschoolers, and her name is Sandy Queen, and I have permission to share her name with you. And also in in that uh, blog post that is in the show notes, there's a link to her wellness center. So if you want to find out more about Sandy or contact her yourself, you're free to do that. But I contacted Sandy because I knew her story and I knew her victory over dealing with her own health issues and those of her son using natural remedies. And Sandy owns a wellness center and um, 
you know, like I said, you can you can go check that out. So fast forward, you know, Sandy agreed to work with me long distance. Uh, she sent me a protocol to follow, which I did somewhat. And then I decided to stop taking all the stuff because of a, a bunch of other issues. And I don't want this pot, this uh, this talk to go on for an hour. So I'll just stop there. But the next thing I knew uh, was that I was sick again. And this time I was having uh, trouble with my eyes. So I had to go to the eye doctor. And of course, I had a ton of fear. And I want to ask you, do you have fears? Can you imagine my fear of thinking I could go blind in one eye? I ended up having um, a retinal bleeding and when I was sent to not only the retina specialist, but also the cancer specialist because my white count was elevated. Let me tell you, my world came to a screeching halt. I couldn't think. I couldn't eat. I was ready to stop all podcasting, sell my business, media angels, and my author brain was already writing my obituary and wondering what I would tell my kids. If Jesus wanted me home, I was ready, but I didn't think my family would be so ready to let me go. And could the Lord really have started this ministry, the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network and Mommy Jammies Night, only to take me home? Well, maybe I thought my work was done and he didn't need me, but I decided to do what I've been, you know, sharing with you, that I just decided to start journaling. I just started to, I decided to start praising God and I decided, decided to start really seeking him. You know, when when God calls us in the face of adversity, it makes us stop, doesn't it? It makes us stop in our tracks and say, here I am, Lord. You know, I come to do your will. What do you want, Lord? And, you know, there were a few things that crossed my mind. I'd promised to write a book or two that still sits on my computer. And, you know, well, maybe he got tired of waiting and wanted to take me home. I don't know. Our imaginations are amazing, aren't they? And they sound so silly in retrospect. You know, I'm listening to all that I'm sharing with you, and I'm sitting here shaking my head. You know, when we are tested, our faith is tested, we really sometimes show that we really need to shore up our faith. And my mind goes into hyperdrive, especially when I have time to think. So I got my primary care physician, I went to the retina specialist, I went to the cancer specialist, and my prayer was that all that would happen was that they would check on me, take blood, run whatever tests they needed to run, and find out that they just wanted to wait and see. That was my prayer. I didn't want any intervention, I didn't want any medicine, I just wanted them to, you know, basically check what my progress was because I was already working with somebody else, you know, Sandy, doing healthy alternatives at this point. So um, while that was going on, I felt like I had the best of both worlds. I was on this protocol, taking a lot of supplements while I was also going to the doctor and having it monitored that way because that made my family happy and then it made me happy because I could still be on um, like a non-invasive and supplemental, um, you know, protocol. And I'm happy to report that, you know, this is some months later and I don't have cancer and my retina bleeding has greatly abated. In fact, the doctor was so surprised and said, you know, he um, normally doesn't see it abate that quickly. And these things, you know, um, 
you know, were, were surprising. I didn't go into this whole explanation with the doctor either, you know. So all I could say was thank you, Jesus, and thank you, Jesus, for sending me Sandy. And I, I really have to thank Sandy for her patience with me because I'm not the easiest patient to say the least. When we're in the depths of despair, as Anne of Green Gable fame would say, we can't even pray. And that, my friends, is why it's so important to have a spouse, a friend, a small group of friends that you can turn to for prayer and for comfort. I have a group of friends I could turn to. And I had another group of friends, the godly men and women, who present shows on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. They are all prayer warriors, and they prayed for me. As Christians, we have a higher calling, don't we? We're supposed to be ready to go into battle, to be fearless, to fend off the enemy at a moment's notice. And you know, when those curveballs come our way, we're supposed to be able to hit them out of the park. And typically we can, unless we're caught in the middle of the battle and the problem happens directly to us. As I'm on the road of recovery and I feel better than I've felt in years, my mind is sharper, I have a ton of energy, and I'm working full speed ahead on all cylinders. I'm, I was so happy to see the last year, you know, fade into a distant memory. And I was excited about what this new year was going to hold until, yes, another curveball. So we had the absolutely best Christmas that I can remember in years. Everything went great. The in-laws came, you know, the sister-in-laws, the, the gazillion kids were here. The food was fabulous. The kids all got along, and it was such a blessed, a blessed and spiritual time. It really was. And then that night, as things were winding down, we get a call that my mother-in-law fell and was headed to the hospital. What? I was like, I couldn't believe it. And um, as of this recording, she's in rehab with a broken femur, and it's going to be a long haul for her as she mends so she can put weight on that leg. So the poor thing was not able to go home and you know we've all been taking turns you know visiting her and I go almost every evening to see her and and you know what we have to praise God because like she said you could have been attending a funeral and instead you know I've got some uh, long haul ahead but you know it's true we have to praise God in all things and then on January 1st I get a call that my from my dad that he was involved in a fender bender and uh, his brand new car um, has some damage and now it's all repaired and praise God that he wasn't hurt worse than that and then yes there's more I went through all the mail I had neglected during the holidays and I saw a letter from the IRS for an audit for my husband's business what (laughs) I couldn't believe it and the praise report on that although we haven't had the audit yet is that I gave it to um my CPA to look at and he's going to take care of it and he said he thinks it's just a routine audit for for um, whatever you know whatever the the deal is but you know when these things happen we have to take it easy and breathe in and breathe out and remember how do we deal with these life curves do we get upset do we rant to God about how unfair it is or do we get on our knees and pray and That is why I believe the Lord gave me my new word for this year, and it's grace. Grace is a gift. It's something given to us by the Creator God, and it's the ability to overcome difficulties in the essence, in essence to bring us closer to Him. It is a holy, powerful gift. It is an anointed gift. It is a gift of saving grace from our Lord. 2 Corinthians says, 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, 
for power is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. And, my friend, you know I am not perfect as I share all this with you. It is in times that we struggle the most, that we cry out to God. That is the time he is there offering his grace to get us through even the darkest of times. Everything will be okay. I have hope. Everything will turn out the way the Lord wants it. And I have confidence in him and understanding that this too shall pass. And his providence for me, for you and your families is to have the joy, the joy of being a Christian, of knowing that salvation is mine and yours, and for the grace to deal with life's curveballs that hit, you know, hit us at times, or for us to hit them squarely with the power of his word behind us and knock it out of the park. Dear friends, I pray you use these words daily, the words of hope, of joy, of grace, and the phrase... Oh, yes, you can do it. In the midst of adversity, you can be victorious because he has your back. And so, dear friends, let's go to the Lord in prayer. I want to pray for you. I want to thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to share my story with all of the listeners today. I want to thank you, Lord, for all that you have for us, all that you have in store for us, all the blessings that you have in the midst of adversity. Your ways are not our ways, Lord, and we we acknowledge that. You are the Savior God. You are the God of the universe. You are the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning, the end, and the end. And we know, Lord, that all things, all that we can do is to rest in you. And I thank you again for coming tonight to Mommy Jammy's Night. And I pray that you share our ministry with your friends. This audio is free. It is available for all to listen to. It is a ministry, a ministry that we share freely from our homes to yours. Again, thank you and God bless. I'm so happy you came to Mommy Jammy's Night. Please drop my guests a line and let them know how thankful you are that they gave their time and follow up with me on the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network Facebook page or via email. God's blessings upon you and your family. Thanks for joining us.